Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Strong Docs Podcast. I am your host, Seth Myers, and today we've got co-founder, co-host of the podcast, Matthew Brockelman. Say hey, Matt. Hey, Seth. Pleasure to be on here. Thanks for putting this together for us. No problem. So today we're going to cover a quick topic for everybody, um, just something that they can listen to maybe on their way to work, uh, so on and so forth, a little bit shorter than some of our other episodes. I think people will enjoy this, and I think they'll get hopefully a lot of information out of it. So what's the topic? Uh, we're going to cover intermittent fasting. So <clears throat> first, let's kind of define what intermittent fasting is. Matt, you want to... Tell us what you think intermittent fasting is or what you know intermittent fasting to be. Yeah, so I have a little bit of experience with intermittent fasting. I kind of use it as a tool, kind of in my nutritional tool belt per se. I don't stick with it all the time. Probably, you know, more rare that I do fast than I don't. But it's pretty much a period where you're fasting for a certain set of hours per day, which is less than five calories, zero to five calories of intake during that fasting time, and then you have a feeding time per day, you know, and kind of the standard fast would be more extreme ones would be like a 20 hour fast, four hour feeding window. Um, the Daniel fast is more common. I'm not exactly sure the exact hours for that one, but the concept is a feeding time and then a fasting time. You can go ahead with the exact definition there, Seth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was really good. So it's pretty, I mean, I like it to be as simple as we can get it, right? So generally speaking, it is <clears throat> a period of time where you would fast, uh, essentially not eat, and then a period of time where you would eat. Um, and you can kind of modify the window that you don't eat. Some people might do, and this is getting a little bit more into just general fasting, but alternate day fasting. So one day they might have like 500 or below calories, kind of like what you mentioned for a full day. Mm -hmm. Then the next day they could eat whatever. Uh, but the intermittent fasting kind of classically or what's become more and more popular now is a restricted window of time where you wouldn't eat, um, for one day. And then at the end of that same day, you would eat your designated calories for the day. So, uh, and again, these windows can vary. It might be like 12 hours would be like super low. And I don't even know if you'd really consider that intermittent fasting. That's just kind of like skipping a meal. Um, that's just like sleeping. Exactly. For, right. For some people. Uh, but 16 to 20 hours, that kind of window between those two numbers is, is really, really popular. Um, so now that we kind of know what it is, uh, why would we want to do intermittent fasting? So, what have yeah. you used it for, Matt? Good question. Why do you want to fast? Well, th what I used it for um, is a means of losing weight. So when I did it, I did a, I believe I did a 16-hour fast. Um, and then it's my feeding window. Let's see if I'm, my math is right here. It would be eight hours of, of feeding, correct? Yes, 16, 8, 24. Um, so when I did that, I actually lost weight really fast, um, too fast. Um, for what my goals were. So I kind of stopped it and had to adjust there. But that was kind of how I used it. Um, gotcha. The calorie restriction and weight loss. So how I did it and how a lot of people do it, they have a big, uh, you know, pre-workout meal and then a big post-workout recovery meal. And I kind of um, catered my macros and the foods I was eating towards a pre-meal, then a workout, and then a post-meal. So more carb-heavy more calorically dense foods that I enjoyed eating, kind of some cheat foods as a pre-meal, and then 
know, the post-workout meal was more protein heavy, a big protein shake, some meat, um, and then they kind of filled my calories in for that day. But when I used it, um, and I had to modify it to add in more and more calories so I wasn't losing weight as quickly. Uh, but my problem was I couldn't eat enough in my window, so I had to expand my window out a little bit um, so I didn't lose weight too fast. When have you used it, Seth? Yeah, so I started messing around with intermittent fasting when I started Cairo school. So this was back in like uh, 2013-ish, uh, or actually just before the, I started Cairo school. But anyway, um, I can't honestly remember where I had heard it from originally. Um, but let's kind of backtrack and maybe explain a little bit more even. So some of the claims that people are making for intermittent fasting or just fasting in general is the fact that it's got a restorative nature in the sense that think of it this way if you stop eating or bringing in more nutrients your body has time to turn over its own cells um, which can help decrease uh, or basically help just regulate hormone levels in general um, help decrease overall inflammation things of that nature which um, <clears throat> I think if you fast for a long enough period those statements are relatively true um, I don't, I haven't really looked at the literature super, super recently, but in my opinion, if you're doing an every single day fast, uh, for 12 to 16 hours, maybe even all the way up to 20, I just don't know if that's a long enough window to really get into, uh, that, uh, those same type of claims, if that makes any sense. So anyway, so I think that I had heard that intermittent fasting had these types of effects in terms of it being you know, really great for uh, you know, eating away some of the fat stores in your body because you're not eating, so your body's going to pull energy from somewhere. Um, and, and then if you're working out and supporting your muscle cells with the right nutrients, then, you know, you can get this nice, awesome-looking body that's aesthetically pleasing, um, but really great for performance, right? So I started messing around with it a while ago. Um, anyway, uh, what I have changed my opinion to be now is essentially just kind of like what we had described a uh, time slot where you would eat your food and because your time slot for eating the food throughout the day is just shorter so if you're only you've only got let's say eight hours to eat all your calories for the day it's just hard to physically eat all that food and so i think that's kind of where i've shifted my mindset in terms of instead of it being something that's like um, got all these magic pill type effects. It's more of just a, uh, if you want to think of it as kind of like budget sparing uh, in terms of your calories and stuff effect. I think that's kind of where, where I would, my opinion is for it now. So I used it for relatively staying lean, but still being able to eat cheap foods. You know, I, I would basically just wouldn't eat breakfast, kind of roll that my first meal into lunch. And then because I'm still only at maybe like a thousand or 1500 calories for the day, by the time I eat dinner, I can have like a lot of food so I can have like pizza or whatever. Um, yeah. And still stay relatively lean. Um, so that's kind of how I used it. Yeah. And that is kind of a benefit, I guess, a benefit of intermittent fasting. And I think why it is sustainable for some people and for some people, it's not sustainable. But why it was sustainable for me um, for that amount of time I was doing it is because you can load it with some of those calorically dense foods that you enjoy to eat, some of those cheap foods. Because imagine you can eat and eat and eat clean foods during intermittent fasting, but you're never going to get the calories. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 
um, your body weight without losing too quickly because your stomach just doesn't have the capability to, you know, have that much food yeah. um, and digest that. Um, so that, that was also a fun thing about intermittent fasting. And when I do fast, that's something I look forward to is eating some of the foods that I enjoy. Exactly. And I know that the calories are high, but I know my stomach can only contain a certain amount of them. Exactly. So um, you mentioned a few things there um, that I want to talk about just a little bit briefly. So again, going back to what I think or my opinion of intermittent fasting now is I think of it as like budget sparing and sense of calories. So ultimately, uh, at the end of the day, I think we're looking at calories in versus calories out. And there's more things that play into that. So like people don't just assume that's all it is. Um, But grand scheme of things, if that's kind of what you can control, um, that's your best bet. So <clears throat> when you're talking about intermittent fasting, that's just a really, really great way of saving up those calories. And so uh, my point with this is if you have this opinion or thought that I'm going to start intermittent fasting because it's going to have these magical effects, uh, but all you're doing is changing the time of when you're eating and you're not changing some of the food selection that you have, uh, that's still kind of flawed in like why you would want to do it. So we, even though we're still able to have some cheap foods, we still have to, at the end of the day, look at our, our calories that we're taking in. And one, make sure we're not starving ourselves because that's kind of easy to do on intermittent fasting. But two, make sure we're not overindulging. So as soon as you break your fast, you're having pizza and then you're having a burger and then you're having a couple of beers. Like that, that's not going to really work either, right? So right. <clears throat> um, the other thing I wanted to bring up with uh, intermittent fasting uh, specifically is, uh, so let me talk about maybe how I got through it or why, you said the word sustainable, this is where I'm going with this. So when you look at the research for, for dieting, um, basically the best diet that someone can get on is something that's going to be sustainable for them. And so for someone like you or someone like me, it sounds like it was relatively sustainable. So for me specifically, I'm not very hungry first thing in the morning. Um, and so when I have to wake up to get ready to go to work, I'm not hungry. If I roll out of bed on like a Saturday or Sunday where I've been able to sleep as long as I wanted to and kind of naturally get up, I might be hungry. But what normal day, I'm not that hungry. And then on top of that, if you have something like coffee or a tea that has some sort of stimulant in it, those have really, really great um, appetite suppressant effects. Yep. So if I... One, I'm not very hungry, but two, I have some coffee. I'm not very hungry until maybe 10 o'clock. I'll start like, oh, thinking about food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you stay busy, you're not hungry, and you maybe have you some coffee in the morning, if that kind of sounds like you, intermittent fasting might be a great option for you. Now, yeah, if you're I, some, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a great point. And kind of need to disclaim the the old adage um breakfast is the most important meal a day if you want to start intermittent fasting i think breakfast is important for people that are hungry at breakfast but like you said if you're a person that isn't hungry at breakfast there's no need to eat um that could be a good fasting window for you if you want to do intermittent fasting mm-hmm. at a typical breakfast time so go ahead exactly. and interrupt you there well, and then just the word breakfast, I mean, all it is is breaking when you start eating. So there's yeah, kind of this misnomer of like what breakfast really is. So like when you have your first meal, at let's say 10 or 12 o'clock, even though you like skipped like breakfast in air quotes, um, you're still like getting what would be breakfast. It just might not be actual breakfast food. 
Um, so that's one thing I want to make perfectly clear. So if someone is like interested in fasting, and I think we're saying relatively decent stuff about it. Um, if you wake up and you're hungry and like you have to have food first thing in the morning, like I would strongly reconsider wanting to try and do intermittent fasting very seriously um, because we want it to be sustainable. You know, a week from now, one week isn't very long, but two weeks, a month, three months, are you still happy doing this thing? Um, and if that's not you, then again, th that's totally cool. Uh, there's definitely other ways to do it. Sure. So, yeah, or, or you could, if you're that person that you wake up starving, you're going to have to manipulate your feeding and fasting windows if you want to try intermittent fasting. So you might. Start. Yeah, that's true. You could, you could put your fast yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Fast. The end. Some people just aren't hungry at night. Some people have those night cravings. Um, so it's all about, you know, manipulating it. So it is sustainable for you if you want to use it as a tool or as a, as a diet strategy. Yeah. So, um, the other thing I'll mention real quick, and I think we kind of talked about it, but just to be clear, when we say like a 16 hour fast or, uh, whatever, right. We have to remember that your sleep is going to play into part of that time that you're not eating and not just sleep, but even the couple hours before you go to bed. I don't know about most people, but most people probably don't eat and then fall in their bed and pass out, right? They might eat and then an hour or two goes by and then they go to bed. So if you sleep eight hours, you probably are already close to a nine or 10 hour fast already as soon as you woke up. Mm -hmm. And then again, if you have, if you wait from the minute you wake up for another couple of hours, I mean, pretty soon it's pretty easy to be 12 hours fasted without even like trying. I mean, most people do something like that. And that's why I mentioned earlier that I don't know if intermittent fasting is a long enough time frame for your body to really dive into some of those, um, I, I just call it magic pill type effects just from intermittent fasting. And fasting for uh, a couple of days or something like that, you're going to get maybe something like that, but, but that's not what we're talking about with this. Yeah, I have a few questions for you, Seth. Sure. And I'd like to pick your brain on this too. So the the fasting part is obviously what's hard for people that people don't usually struggle with the feeding windows. It's more of the fasting windows. What strategies did you have during your fasting windows to make it um, easy to do, feel like you're not fasting and just not miserable in general? What strategies did you have for that? Yeah, so this comes down to some general um, dieting strategies, I think, in general. So a few things that I did, like I already mentioned it, but usually first thing in the, not first thing in the morning, but in the morning I would have a coffee and, um, that held me over pretty good. Um, so coffee, if you do it black, will just have like 10 calories, maybe if it's like a big coffee. Um, but if you really, really wanted to, you could probably get away with like putting a little bit of creamer in there, but I would recommend trying to go uh, black if you can. So that's one big thing. Um, coffee, black holds you over really, really awesome. Uh, something else that, uh, I would do is uh, just drinking water. So I think just putting, getting something in your system to where you feel some sort of fullness effect, obviously water is going to go away pretty quick. Um, but that's just something that if you struggle with fasting, but you really want to do it or you want to stick with it, uh, first thing in the morning, maybe chug a, uh, like a shaker bottles worth of water have your coffee, and then maybe a little while later, uh, be sipping on that, that same shaker ball. Uh, something else that you can do, so now if you're starting to get some food cravings, um, so you're not necessarily like, I don't know, so you're starting to get some food cravings, something else that I've really enjoyed, or that I think works well, is uh, chewing gum. 
So generally speaking, like sometimes you just get bored hungry. And so just having something to chew on like gum um, can be really good at just satisfying that boredom. Uh, And then also another thing with that, generally speaking, if people have like a fresh, like minty feeling mouth, they typically don't want to like ruin that freshness feeling with like going and eating automatically. So that's something else that you can try. Yeah. Um, I like the, I like those points. Any other ones before I, so the, yeah, no, 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 that's good. So the last point that I think is sometimes you can control, sometimes you can't is honestly just staying busy. Um, so I'll have days if I'm not that busy in the mornings, like I'll get hungry, like super quick. Uh, if there's other days where like in, in my case, like if I've got patients back to back to back, um, I, it might like one o'clock can roll around and it's like, Oh shit, I haven't eaten. Right. Um, and it's not necessarily that I like was starving the entire time. It's just, I wasn't thinking about it. And, uh, so if there's anything that you can do to kind of get yourself in a state where you're just busy with things to do. Um, I think that can help take your mind off of things. So I guess those are some of my bullet points for uh, trying to fast. You kind of struggle with that fasting part of it. Those things work really, really well. Yeah, those are good points. A few of my strategies, one kind of piggybacks off of yours would be the water intake. I had a hard rule of trying to drink like a gallon of water per fasting period. Um, And I think that helped in a couple ways. One, it kept my stomach full. It kept me a little bit busier by going up and using the restroom, going back. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and it kind of kept my ma- my mind preoccupied with the water and kind of water intake besides a lack of food intake. And I also began, so I was definitely, I wasn't hungry, but I needed some flavor. Like I think with the chewing gum for you, that's how you kind of satiated a flavor craving. You know, and for me, I added aminos, a zero calorie amino mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Water. Just because I, w- I had the fear, I think this is more psychologically that I was in a state of in a catabolism. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you're losing your gains, man. Yeah, and I definitely had that that meathead mindset where oh, I need something to help my body rebuild. And really, it was it helped me psychologically in that sense, and then it helped me get a little bit of flavor and a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of sourness too with some of the different amino flavors. Um, so that, that was something I did for the, for the water intake. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Anything else that you used? You know, I'm trying to, I had a good one and I, I can't quite think of it. It'll come back to me. That's all right. So I wanted to make a few other points. Um, so because it typically comes down to, and we haven't said this yet, but it typically comes down to calories in versus calories out. Everything we've said so far is really great. If you're wanting to, if your ultimate goal is to lose weight, if your ultimate goal is to like put on size and put on like hypertrophy, uh, you're probably not uh, going to want to do intermittent fasting. You could do it, but here's the catch. You have to eat a ton of food in this smaller window of time. And so sometimes even just at maintenance calories for me, if I do like an intermittent fast, even if it's on accident, like I just wasn't hungry in the morning, I'll come to the end of the day, like literally the end of the day, eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. And I still have a thousand calories I need to eat. And that's for like maintenance sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like, if I wanted to bulk and have a couple, like hundred more calories, like that would be terrible. So anyway, my point is there, if you're wanting to gain weight, intermittent fasting might not be for you. You probably want to take advantage of trying to eat uh, more frequent meals so you can get your calories in. So if you're wanting to lose weight and you maybe want to try a different strategy, 
I think intermittent fasting can be something that you can play around with. Just knowing that we're shortening our, our window that we're eating food. So ultimately, we're going to bring those calories that we consume down a notch. I would still recommend, and I'm sure Matt, you agree, still recommend looking at your macros. So if you don't know what those are, those are macronutrients, your carbs, your proteins, your fats. So that even with our fast, at the end of the day, our macros will still uh, be where we want them to be. Um, but those are kind of the big bullet points, I think, that um, make a lot of sense if you're looking at intermittent fasting. Anything Absolutely. else you want to add for that? Yeah, and I would just add, go ahead and progress yourself into it just like you would anything else. You know, we tend to go gung-ho with diets and go, you're either all in or all out. And with intermittent fasting, it's okay to have that mindset, but kind of break it up. You can go one day with your feeding and fasting windows and then one day of just regular. You can kind of go on yeah. and off a little bit. And maybe even do like a one day, you might start at a 12-hour fast. Yeah. And then maybe like 14 or... Right. You don't have to go, all right, I'm intermittent fasting. <laughs> it's 20 hours or nothing. Four hours yeah. a week. Yeah, definitely something you could progress into and you don't have to, you know, kill yourself to make it happen. You can go in and out of fasting. It's not like you're going into ketosis or anything where you have to be hard and strict and um, can't break any rules to, to get the benefits of it. But yeah, just, and if you, most people use intermittent fasting to either maintain weight or lose weight. Like Seth was saying, it's very hard to gain weight with intermittent fasting. If you do have trouble losing weight with it, I would say you are cheating a little too much and you're eating too dirty. Um, yeah. And either your fasting or your your fasting window is too short and your feeding window is a little too long and your stomach's able to digest and keep having more and more dirty foods or you're just eating too dirty in general. So if it's not working for you, try to stay with it. Clean up your diet a little bit. Like Seth said, take a look at those macros. Take a look at your overall calories. Make sure you're underneath your your caloric maintenance for the day. And it's a good tool to have. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's still under 25 minutes total, I'm pretty sure. I think we've knocked out a few really, really awesome points for our listeners. Um, but if you guys have any other questions about topics you might want us to cover, we're going to try and do some more segments that are about this length um, so that we can kind of get a lot of information to you. Uh, maybe not everything, but again, um, just so that you guys can have a better understanding of where we're coming from with, with some of our stuff. Um, but you can follow us on Instagram at strong dot or period dot uh, docs. So strong docs. Um, and then we're on Facebook as well. Uh, so we've got 12 week templates as well as one-on-one -on -one training and a few other products I think coming out soon. Um, but yeah, any questions, let us know at those uh, social media sites and um, anything else, Matt, that you want to add? No, thanks for having me, Seth. That was a good conversation. Yeah. We'll have to do yeah, have a strong week. We're here for you, whatever you guys need. Awesome. All right, guys. Awesome. Take care. Peace.